All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here we all are. We're very excited. We're very pumped. We're fired up for another edition of Barn Burner. There's Rhett, there's Pinder, there's uh, Sly, and, uh, and myself. As we are here in the Tower Chrysler Studios, Tower Chrysler. It is the favorite Dodge Ram Chrysler dealer in southern Alberta. Love it. People go in there just to take a look around. So can I just, I just want to be, I just, just want to feel hi. the aura. Is Surge here? Yeah, yeah, I can smell the, those... Massage oils he uses for his yoga sessions. He's very, he's very, um, massage oils for yoga sessions. He's big into the, all right, Bikram, Bach, Bik, Bikram. Is that what it is? He's big into that, uh, okay. but he's always very, um, very moisturized. Nice glow. The hair is very, glow. you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's a guy that takes care of himself. He's dialed, yeah. yeah. So go in, get yourself a photo with Serge, buy a Ram or a, or a Jeep Gladiator. Maybe both if you're having a tough time. It'll turn your day around. Yeah. Works for me. Uh, here in the Tower Chrysler Studios, there's the Redster. Speaking Red, how are of you? healthy glows, yeah. look at the Redster on a beautiful day in Buffalo. Sun yeah. pouring in. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There were some squalls earlier today. Some squalls. That's racist. Please. Squalls. Is that like snow nope. necessary There was those? definitely squalls. Definitely squalls. Gonna get us canceled. And it's gorgeous now. Uh, before we bring on our, our next matter? guest, I just want to ask. Next guest. Rhett, 
Is there any way I can get you on board with the Toronto Maple Leafs today? <laughs> I asked you yesterday. You yesterday. Is there any way? He's in. I'm in. He's what? in. He's already in. Much like a Tower Chrysler. What do I uh, need to do to get you into wow. a Toronto Maple Leaf today? Stop asking. Jersey is ordered. I got a 55 coming. 55. My boy, Gio. I'm down with this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Now remember his rationale. these guys. For picking I'm going Tampa. Tomorrow, I'm driving to Canada. I yeah. got tickets. I'm going to oh, yeah. sit there live and in person. My blue jersey on. My yeah. Buds jersey. Yeah, I'm yeah, in. Yeah. Frank, meet me there. Only took a day. That was a, that was a tight turn. That was a tight turn. A couple of those. Yeah. Finally <laughs> proved they've got, you know, I, I, I've changed my stance on Keefe. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Got to support these guys. They're an hour and a half north of where I'm at. I, uh, yeah. It's a blue-collar group. Me they got yeah. the balls to get the job done. It's a, Yeah, I can relate to these That's right. people. Yeah. You can relate. Speaking, of, uh, speaking of Frank, Frank's our, is our NHL insider. Uh, presentation. Playoff Frank, a presentation Ooh. of Bonton Meat Market. The original Bonton Meats opened in 1921, and they've been pumping out the highest quality product ever since, treating customers like family. This is Alberta beef, triple A, Alberta beef, free-range poultry, grain-fed Alberta lamb, milk-fed veal, Alberta pork. Once again, Bonton voted Calgary Consumer Choice Award winner for Best Deli Meat Market. Greg Keller and his staff, the very best. 28 Crowfoot Circle in the Northwest. Rhymes. Best and West. That's right. Uh, hello, Frank. Uh, uh, now, Frank was on in our pre-show. He j- does jump in some Tuesdays ahead of the show to say hello. Yeah, Frank was in. And we didn't realize that you have your own Walker Durr. I didn't know that. Walker Durr! There it is. It's a quick one. It's a quick one, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's got some tempo to it. <laughs> I like I like it. the energy. Yeah, there's a bit of that Philly uh, Philly slang to it. Dude, yeah. I like yeah. it. It's very good. Yeah, yeah walk. And a big night, too, in uh, in Frank's area, apparently. It was a f- huge festivities. Mm. Um, dollar dog night at the Phillies game. But I heard they came to us from Bonton Meats. They, oh. they just sent all the... Uh, all the hot dogs are way dollar dog night at Citizens Bank Park. I'm yeah, in. Yeah, it's good stuff. So you Aside are going from a hot dog, Frank. If you were going to go to Bonton, what is your what's your uh, meat of choice? You're going to a nice restaurant. Are you a fillet? You're doing the ribeye, New York. You got a, a veal chop, lamb. What are we talking? I'm very impartial to the fillet. Uh, but I, I could be like depending on on the ribeye, I could be, I could be swayed. Like those would be my two cuts. Not a, not a very adventurous meat guy in the sense that like I wouldn't be on the lamb or the you know on the venison or anything like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's because you're used to shitty American steaks. You go up to Bonton, up to Calgary, Take care you get some high quality stuff up there. Yeah. Oh, that's. I don't think you're wrong there. Yeah. Are you coming to Canada? Are you going to be doing any? Because, of course, the Leafs are going to move on. And when the Oilers win, they'll be on to round two. Two teams through. Wow. That's right. Winnipeg, uh, Dean, yesterday. They're before They yeah. said they're done. They're, no. they, they may as well not even play tonight. And uh, they were up one nothing. I wondered about that take. And then they did get pretty well, trust played me. out. They're Come done. On. Yeah, you trust know, me. You know, you know how so, the Jets operate. Are you going? Uh, are you grabbing your passport and getting on a plane? Are you like Rhett on board with uh, the Leafs? 
Uh, well, I will not be covering the Leafs. We have our guy, Matt Larkin, who lives in Toronto, so he'll be doing the Leafs. Uh, I would uh, potentially make my way to Alberta for a extended Oilers playoff run if that indeed ends up happening, but they've got some business to take care of against the LA Kings. They have not made life easy on themselves uh, up yeah. the road there at Highway 2. I feel like tomorrow we might be having the same tone and tenor about the Oilers as we are about the Leafs, that they've finally taken a step, that they have graduated, that they, they've matured. You get to a 3-1 series. Now, again, there is no greater collapse, except 3-0, than a 3-1 series lead, and that is still very much in the cards. At least have done Leafs. this before. Yeah. But I wonder if the Oilers are similarly well, in that, uh, that kind of spot where maybe it just takes a little time, some maturity, and if they're in a spot now to move on as well. Well, first off, you can't lose in game seven if you don't win three. So that's that's one thing. Um, I, you know, I, I um, I have really mixed feelings about the Oilers and and their playoff to this point because yeah, coming back the other night against LA was incredibly impre- impressive. I think they showed um, some real determination and grit to do that. Um, and then to particularly claw all the way back, get the extra goal after LA pulled ahead again and win, you know, pretty decisively in OT. Um, not all that dissimilar to, to the Leafs. The Oilers just, you, you talked about maturity and graduating, and I would have said that they got there last year, except for the way that they started this series again. You know, shooting themselves in the foot in game one, you know, the way game three plays out, the whining about the penalties and the high stick, maybe that was more from the fan base than it was anything else. It's been a frustrating series if you're an Oiler fan. So I'm not ready to declare that they've graduated just yet. The Leafs, on the other hand, what an enormous step forward that was because it wasn't, I you know, I have to quibble with what Sheldon Keefe said on Saturday. It wasn't, that wasn't the game that they've lost every year. It was game four. And the way that it started um, with the lightning up 4-1, you're thinking like, this is textbook. Like you could have predicted this 48 hours ago that the the Bolts would win this game in pretty convincing fashion. And then the Leafs have this like awakening where not only do do they sort of slay the demons from 10 years ago against Boston in that game seven, also 4-1, but Austin Matthews has this signature moment in the playoffs and then they dominate OT and, and close it out quickly, nine to one in advantage in shot attempts. Like they throttled the Lightning, who didn't really know what to do. And so I don't have any question that to me, the Leafs are going to move on. Um, and I, I think lost in all of that uh, excitement about the Leafs is just how awful these last two losses have been for the Tampa Bay Lightning, a team that you know, had really shown no signs of of weakness when it comes to the playoffs after the last number of runs that they were on. We'll get to the Oilers, I guess. Well, let me just well, a quick one. Who do you go in net uh, tonight for Edmonton if you're if you're the coach, Skinner or uh, Campbell? For me, it's Skinner. It's not even close. Um, I, you know, I understand what the numbers would tell you about Jack Campbell and last game stopping 27 of 28. And he did make some enormous saves that leg extension save on Arvidsson will stand out for a long time. However, I also thought there were some really shaky moments for him in that game that aren't going to show up on a score sheet, some juicy rebounds, some things that had popped up in his game 
uh, all season long. We have a long track record. Jack Campbell this season, 888 save percentage. I know what last game was like, and he stepped in admirably. I would be going back to Skinner uh, just from a pure confidence and swagger standpoint. Anyone feel the other oppositely? Just around the horn? No, I, I think that's... It's their guy, right? Because I think if, if you need to, you can position... You know Campbell can come in and give you solid minutes if you need him. If you go with Campbell, Skinner's a kid. I just, yeah, I put Skinner back in and because he's been fine. He's been way better than yeah. Campbell all year. And it's yeah. nice that when you needed him, Campbell was good, but that doesn't mean you? he's a better option. Absolutely, Skinner. Yeah. It's going to happen again. Is it? No, I'm not going to Campbell at all. At all? Well, I mean, he's probably one of the bottom five net miners in the entire league this yeah. year. It was nice he had 40-plus minutes that were good. And to Frank's point, it's... Uh, Example. <laughs> yeah, it was a circus around the crease. Speaking of goalies, Tampa Bay backs up against it. Surprisingly, it's Vasilevsky. I looked this morning. Out of all the goalies that have had the four starts, he has, he's the worst of them all in terms of numbers. Uh a 4.33 goals against, 8.56 save percentage. He is the worst goaltender performance and numbers-wise in the playoffs. And I know even going back to the regular season, there were some big goals, or some big numbers, giving up three, four, five a night for Tampa Bay. If they lose this series, Toronto's a, Toronto's a good team, and Tampa's had the run and all of that. But what are you seeing here with Tampa, no shame in being down three to one, but they haven't looked as dominant. They have at times, but just not the same. I actually think that's the funny part watching the games. Like they absolutely dominated the first 40 minutes. And you could argue the first 58 minutes or 48 minutes of, of game four um, before the Leafs turned it on. And Here's the funny thing about Vasilevsky is when you think back to, I know his numbers have been poor this year in the playoffs, uh, 19 goals against through the first four games, 856, just to put those out there. But go back to the last, the first five games last year against the Leafs too. Two and three record, 18 goals against in five games and an 880 save percentage. Here's the problem with Vasilevsky, or it's the good thing if you're Tampa, is he played the final two games of the series and allowed a grand total of four goals with a 939 save percentage. Like, I, you know, you want to count him out. You want to say that this start had, to the series has been disappointing because obviously it is when you're leading the league in, uh, in goals against in the playoffs. However, um, it's it's difficult to really pin it all on him because you also look back to the comments from John Cooper last night, which I thought were really interesting. And it was like, he said, the Lightning played not to lose game four. And that's never a recipe for success. The old prevent defense that we've seen forever in the NFL, that never works. Um, you have to continue to put your foot uh, down on the gas, pedal to the metal, and keep pushing the opposition. The, the Lightning didn't do that, and that opened the door for Toronto to sneak back in. What are we watching with Seattle? It's, it's been an odd season in that I, I think we all thought early, okay, the Pacific's off, they're going to get in. We also all thought, you know, Colorado's going to win this. It probably won't be very difficult, and yet there they are, 2-2, with an OT win last night, what have you seen from them all year and, and what's made them so difficult for the Avs in round one? 
Well, did you say Pacific Soft? Wouldn't that mean that Calgary would get in? Sorry, uh, mm. I couldn't help myself there. You son of a... Um, so what I would say is the Kraken have hit the abs in the face with a two by four in just about every game to start. Uh, they've scored mm-hmm. the first goal in all four games. They've been the way hungrier team, it feels like. It, the abs have turned it on at times as they're able to do. I just think now the series has been flipped on its head. Valerie Nachushkin out for personal reasons. Um, the, you know, the Avs likely missing Kel McCarr for a number of games now after his uh, hearing that's upcoming with the Department of Player Safety. And so here's the funny thing about that, though, is you take McCarr out of the mix for Colorado, who has played without him for a, a real big chunk of this season. And then you also take Jared McCann out of the Seattle lineup who not only scored 40 goals this year, but led their team in scoring by a wide margin. He had 40. The next closest teammate had 24. I I think the advantage in an odd way actually goes to Colorado having McCann out. Dave Haxtell saying he's definitely out for game five, Mm -hmm. potentially longer. Um, It's an ugly setup for the Kraken, a team that, yes, they score goals by committee. Look at their score sheet last night. You know, Eberly, Borgen, you know, they, they get goals and contributions from all over their lineup. I just don't know that that's enough to get them over the hump in three games with an Avs team that still has Rantanen and McKinnon and all these other guys that can step up. Um, it's been admirable what they've been able to do. I, I, the Kraken, like, look, for me, continue to, to, you know, go against the Kraken at your own peril and think that they don't have a shot because they've showed that they can hang in uh, on this fight. But now missing McCann, I think the odds are, are a bit longer uh, for the Kraken than they were. Okay, so walk us through what uh, Department of Player Safety is looking at here because I found it odd that they assess, they look for a major, they say, no, it's a minor, and then there's a suspension hearing. <laughs> like, does the, Can these things be... Well, you know, coexist peacefully? Is is the NHL working right if something gets reduced to a minor from a major and there's a suspension hearing? What am I missing here? Well, what you're missing is those are two different departments. One okay. is, is hockey operations that's in the situation room that's making the call on the decision to rescind the major. And then you have the Department of Player Safety. One's in New York, one's in Toronto. They're two totally different things. Um, and they're looking at it from a different perspective. So I do find it head scratching though, that they aren't on the same page. And in fact, I don't know how you could look at that hit in real time on a monitor, uh, you know, with the benefit of video review and not think that that's a major because the puck wasn't anywhere close. And to try and get in Kale McCarr's head at that point to say, well, he thought the the puck was coming his way. Look, I I get that uh, Georgiev, you know, was looking over that direction as well. To me, that doesn't absolve you. You don't get to just smoke a guy into the boards because you think the puck might be there. You actually have to look and 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 follow through with the appropriate action after the fact. So uh, to me, when I compare this hit to bunting on Chernak earlier in the, series, uh, the playoffs, you have bunting who did not have any Department of Player Safety uh, history when it comes to a suspension. Here's the play again, uh, and you'll get a real good look at, at where the puck's heading. Uh, like, come on, you, you don't you don't get to finish this guy. Like, I'm I'm sorry, you don't. 
And McCann's on, on, he's not expecting it just in the same way that Chernak wasn't. I mentioned bunting, no player safety history. McCarr, no player safety history. I thought three games was a reach for bunting. I thought two was the appropriate number. However, since you went to three for bunting, I don't think this hit is any better or any worse. I don't know how you could do anything less for McCarr than the three that you already gave bunting earlier this round. And then just a final one in that series. Well, just before we want Rhett, what what's your take on the hit? I I was actually going to ask Frank this because my take is that I get the I was taught to always be ready or protect myself, and not that it makes the hit okay, but. the bunting one to me is a suspension because he hits him in the head. Makar hits him into the boards. I think that's a little bit different. Uh, I don't know. I, I find it odd that they review it and they change it and then the other people are involved. I, I didn't think it was that. I didn't think it was a suspension or I don't think it's a suspension, but. I wonder too, because we I talk about it a lot, Rhett, with, with how the game's played. Kid kids younger players are used to not getting hit in general and there he's probably yeah he's not expecting to get hit it's like for that sure. puck's out of play the play's dead what i'm yeah. not bracing for shit yeah but i you probably heard a whistle at that point yeah you, i think you so can, you can well that was my question McCann's head and mccann's looking down ice he's looking toward the bench like yeah. he's skating to get off and he gets absolutely leveled Okay, uh, so last one on the series. This Get us up to speed on, on when things got weird with Nachushkin, or is it all at once and no one's heard anything since? Um, so it, it's definitely gotten weird. Uh, I think there's been a lot of people chasing the story. I've checked in on the story as well to try and understand what is happening. Uh, everyone has kept this very hush-hush uh, to this point. Um, I would say that my understanding is, and my belief is not confirmed by anyone. My belief through the reporting that I've done is Nachushkin had some kind of alcohol related incident that occurred at the team hotel. I don't know what that is or what it involved, but I believe it was on Friday night in Seattle. Uh, obviously you saw the reports that he left the team, uh, is no longer with the team. So not in, wasn't in Seattle for, you know, around the hotel or anything like that for game four. Um, I don't know where he is, but there seem to be lots of speculation out there, you know, that he left with team security. And then there was like this line drawn somehow between, um, you know, is there something involving Russia or anything like that? Uh, not to my knowledge, like I said, um, I believe this to be alcohol related. And I don't know what the proper like protocol is here in terms of reporting this. This is a delicate one because you want to be respectful of, of a guy's privacy. Uh, but at the same time, a really big situation in a series where, um, and then it's the playoffs, like everything's talked about at every point. Um, so it's definitely a delicate situation that we'll continue to work on. Hmm. Wanted to jump in on Rangers devils. Uh, we thought this was going to be a laugher. Now it's two, two going back to Jersey. What are the vibes there? And, and are we going to get the classic series that I think fans were hoping for in greater New York? It, it feels like that. It feels like this one's one that's going the distance. I was kind of surprised to see Gerard Gallant tee off on his players. And he, he doubled down today in his media veil saying, you know, essentially that their stars need to be better. 
he he focused on the top six specifically, and you look at uh, the production from uh, that Kreider line and and sort of how lacking that's been. Uh, that's been surprising. He spoke to their effort level as well, uh, certainly in games three and four at the Garden. I don't know if they took their foot off the gas or what, but the Devils on the flip side have been incredibly impressive in their own right. Um, Akira Schmid, like where did this guy come from? I know that his numbers were really good in the regular season and a limited sample size, but he's 22 and played last year in the USHL for the Sioux City Musketeers. To step into two playoff games in the pressure cooker at Madison Square Garden and give up two goals in two goals total in two games, 57 on 59. Like, wow. Um, the future is bright for me for the Devils. You know, you've got Hughes and all these young guys, and now you you solve the goaltending component, at least temporarily for the Devils. That's a huge boost. They've got confidence. And the one thing that I'll say that stands out to me about the Rangers when watching is. I don't know that their style of play with their stars is conducive to playoff success. They are constantly blowing the zone. They play what amounts to me to be pond hockey. You know, they're not, they don't work hard back. Uh, They're constantly looking for the long stretch pass to break free uh, to create offense. And, And that's good and great. I just think it also makes life really hard on them in their own end. And we've talked about Shesterkin and the pressure that's on him uh, to really bail that team out on multiple instances every night. That is that, can you win that way? I have real questions about that. They've got their hands full, the Florida Panthers, with the Boston Bruins, obviously. And if you lose to Boston you, the, after the season they've had, no one's going to, you know, no shame. Has enough been said, or because we're very focused on the Flames, obviously, here and the, the season from a year ago to this year. Very similarly, though, the the Panthers, from 58 wins to 42 wins, they go from 122 points to 92. President's Trophy. Right? It's it's President's Trophy to sneaking in. And by the way, by by way of just sneaking in, you do get the Boston Bruins. What's your read? And then looking at the playoffs here, nothing is, no goals for Barkov. Duclair's been held off the score sheet. It's been Kachuk and little else, which is maybe overstating it a bit. But what's your read on the season that has been and continues and looks like it could end here quickly for Florida? Yeah, Duclair, a healthy scratch, by the way. And Barkov has been a non-factor. I would say not just these playoffs, but... He- He's had an incredibly disappointing season. I, I don't I don't know what happened to Alexander Barkov, but um, a special player that has struggled. Huberto. Yeah, but they didn't Huberto play together that could, much. That could be part of it too. If they played together. It doesn't fought. matter, Ryan. If okay. you played, it, 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 it stop. Sorry, and I'm interrupting you, Frank. And you're trying to answer booms. It happened. Huberto was no good in Calgary, and. Barkov was no good. I'm guessing, um, I have no idea of figuring out, that they were buddies. They played together a long time. And when you lose, if they were good buddies, that is not an easy thing to lose a best friend on a team. Lindholm for the Flames? What had happened to him? He was not very good this year. His two line mates, now he did play with them, but I think those guys hung out a lot together. You can't. That's chemistry. And when teams make those kinds of changes, it's all fine and good to say, well, on on paper, it's going to work out. 
personal and you know it's not feelings but it is feelings i'm not saying barkov has hurt feelings but i'm guessing that he was not too happy to lose a good friend and i'm guessing that they're buddies in huberto and I, I think you could see it on both sides of the the fence there huberto was no good barkov was no good you can see lindholm it happened you feel Ekblad like it happened too. to him as well you missed Weger. Like it's yeah. weird that it really yeah. both teams would say, geez, we did well in that trade at the time. And both teams like, man, this, we thought we'd be better this year. Rhett, can you walk Frank and, and everyone through the Andrew Ferentz trade going back to your days? Well, it wasn't just Andrew Ferentz. It was Chuck Kobasu as well. And it was guys that you'd been through wars with and that you believed in and you knew the character of. And it, it we're in Buffalo and Daryl makes a trade, and it's a trade that nobody thinks is necessary. There's not really a clear winner in it. It didn't make any sense to anyone other than we got, I think we got older. Yeah. I don't know that the Flames got better, and it disrupted the room. Because it was totally, what, Brad's, like, I'm Stewart, sorry. Brad Stewart you, and Wayne Primo yeah. for Chuck Kobasu. And, Both good dudes. And Ference. And this was after you guys had gone to the cup final back, you know, before oh, before that. But like you say, it was it was it was a chemistry, it, it crushed your chemistry. While maybe yes. on paper you could have maybe you're better, it's debatable. But it's hard to know, I guess. Well, when, you, uh, when you have you, chemistry and, and what when I you would don't. say about that trade Yeah, that trade specifically was that you knew damn well what Chuck Kobasu's motivation was or his commitment to the team was and you knew damn well what Ference's commitment to the team was all the guys that were still in that room we came this close to winning and you knew f and well all they wanted to do was take the next step so it was such an unnecessary move and it's just it, i think it's got to be a warning and not that trade because it's so long ago but to see the trades that were made last summer, and some trades work out great, but as a GM, to to move big pieces on squads that look like Florida, I mean, Florida had a great year last year. They start making all these changes, coaches, this, that. Now they're not as good. You can't F with chemistry if you don't need to, or don't F with chemistry if you don't need to. I always say don't F with happy. Um, yeah, that's, that's fair. That's always something to keep in mind. I will say, I, I also think, you know, in addition to missing Huberto, which I think was a real thing, uh, because they were close. I do think Barkov was dealing with some family stuff too. Like the personal, you never really know, uh, the impact that it has on, on a player's game. It's always hard to put your finger on, well, how much of an impact did it have? Uh, the chemistry on ice too, I think is important because it, it was, it took them a long time to figure it out. It's still not there, but what I would say the difference between the way Florida looked at this and the way Calgary looked at this, Calgary was going in saying, we've got a complete team that we think is ready to win now. Whereas Florida was saying, uh, like we took our shot already. We lost in the second round and a sweep to the lightning. And now they, I've said this many times with you guys, they were not focused on this year. They thought their defense was thin, you know, just sort of, especially after trading Uyghur, having Ekblad and asking him to do so much was a lot. They were hit with injuries and they were thinking if we could just get through this year, 
and you know be a wild card team like I, and I was saying this in December so it's not revisionist history now that they are one the fact that they got in they considered this season a success now what you see on the ice next year I think for the Panthers is going to be a lot different they're going to have like 15 million bucks in cap space they got to go out and get a defenseman they don't have a lot of prospects or draft capital to deal they've got a goaltending situation that they need to work on but they're not sitting there saying, oh, well, you know, the fact that we're not going on a deeper playoff run this year is disappointing by any stretch of the imagination. They were happy to get in. We're about a week now into the post-Brad Treliving, although you know, June 30th and that whole thing. But uh, it's it's the new day here as far as a general manager is concerned. Are there any names that either you've heard or that would just be on that radar that Flames fans should be aware of that could be a candidate or a solution here? Not a one. Is that odd or is that normal for this suit far out, I suppose? They said there wasn't a real pressing timeline and Maloney was focused on meeting the coach last week and sifting through all the exits. Yeah, I I would say um, not surprising. I I think that, you know, you think about Pittsburgh and they're not really pushing the envelope on their search either. They haven't really begun to put any plans in motion yet or interviews or anything like that. But by the way, speaking of Brad True Living, I'd expect him to be in the mix in Pittsburgh uh, if he wants to be and, and potentially uh, could also see him um, in Philadelphia as well uh, as a candidate there eventually whenever that uh, their process has begun to get rolling and they're uh, interviewing people as well. Uh, so something to keep an eye on, but I don't, I don't, I don't know what the thought process is for the flames, given the parameters that are in place. Like you've got the president of hockey ops, you've got the coach, how much sway is the president of hockey ops going to have? Does he have the ultimate and final, uh, decision-making vote? Does he have veto power? You know, how wide of a search are you going to be conducting? If you're the flames, are you looking at internal candidates and Craig Conroy, as I mentioned, um, are you going to bring in a, you know, cast a wide net and, and search league wide? I don't really have any sense of really what the flames are thinking yet. And I think the true answer is maybe they don't either. Uh, just cause you brought it up. You mentioned Philadelphia. Danny Briere has been the interim guy there is, I guess what's, what's the vibe there in Philadelphia, both either the job he's done or the likelihood of him staying on. You know, it's really interesting because I think for the longest time, everyone has just assumed that Danny Briere is the guy. Um, And I think there's been this belief in place, mostly because it seems like the Flyers kind of promised him that. He was a finalist for the Montreal Canadiens job, which went to Kent Hughes. And I think they felt like, hey, we can't lose this guy. And they did everything they could to keep him in the fold. Uh, with the idea that the next time an opening came up, that he would be, uh, quote, strongly considered for that opportunity. So I think everyone has assumed that he's the GM, but then who would the president of hockey operations be? Now, here's where it gets interesting is that they've conducted some interviews, I believe, and I'm told that a couple of them sort of have their own idea in place for what they'd like the GM to be and are not necessarily thinking Danny Briere, will that president of hockey ops have the power to make that choice? Are they barking up the wrong tree? Is it already set in stone that Danny Briere is going to be the GM? I don't know that they've actually conducted interviews for the GM position. And does the next president of hockey ops want to bring in his own guy? 
This seems odd to this seems odd to me. And Pinder brought it up as you know, when you're talking about the Flames and their search for their next GM and how Pinder is and probably rightfully so of the opinion you got to go out and interview everyone. You got to do the best search you can do. You shouldn't just hand it to a Craig Conroy like player. But Craig's been in the business a lot longer than Briere's been in the business. And in Philly, it sounds like they want to hand it to Briere. So how do you differentiate between Briere, who has a little less, and Conroy? Or is it just personal? Is it ownership that makes? Like, I don't. Why is one guy like Briere, in a way, sounds like being handed the reins, anointed, and a guy like Conroy, who's been waiting for years, not being handled I, I i it confuses me yeah and eminently more qualified too and craig conroy and understands the market and 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 like there's a million things that he's touched every facet of the hockey ops department i personally don't understand why he wasn't just named the gm the day that don maloney was handed the reins as as president of hockey ops it makes no sense to me And I mentioned to you guys before, I I think this is a really difficult position for anyone to step into next. Essentially, if if that is indeed the case, knowing that you're inheriting a coach in Daryl Sutter, who is more or less bulletproof, at least for the first part of your tenure. And how does that then impact the moves that you need to make this summer with your roster and a number of players who are discontented uh, with the coach? I do wonder... If, you know, behind closed doors, if it's kind of a fait accompli that it's going to be Conroy, but just out of, you know, you wait until, I I don't know, because I'm with you. He said it though. Optics? Yes, that's the only process. It makes it look worse, I think. I do too. Yeah. I do too, because you've been grooming, that's like, he's been groomed to take over. It's been years and years. He's put in the work, he's done the time and all of that, and now... The optics to me. And now to waffle. The optics to, to me be like, hey, are. Uh, you, are we going to do a search? You, is that you're going to make him now have to jump through the hoops after he's done all of this? I'm I'm with you. I think if it's only for optics, that's the optics I'm seeing. Is that it looks janky to make him have to be a candidate now? Hundred percent janky. If you don't know what the hell you have in Conroy by now, what's an interview going to? No, they know Conroy. They know Conroy. Right? And it's if, about what they don't know. Like what what's happening in other orgs. Like let's say the Leafs are down three one. Would you not want to wait to see if Kyle Dubas is available, given the roster he's been building for five ten years, or no? Yeah, but so but okay, right. So sorry, I'm going to interrupt you there because it's it's great that you say that. And because Kyle Dubas is a perfect example. What was Kyle Dubas handed? A blank slate? What did they get to draft? When is that plan going to go in place for the Calgary Flames? Oh, great. Kyle Dubas has been awesome. Marner, Riley, Matthews, all high-end studs. You're in Toronto. You've got as much money as you need. You have probably the biggest support group, maybe too big. I don't know what Dubas uses for information, but there's no damn way the Flames information uh, is as big as Toronto's. So to say that Dubas is more brilliant, to me, is actually, it's negative. And even if he is more brilliant, what did he do? I don't even know when he started, to be honest with you. Did he draft Marner and Matthews? The Flames have to go in reverse to get Dubas to show, or Conroy, whoever's next in the ropes, to, to have that play out. You're not going to step in and take over this team and draft five guys and 
the top 10 or three guys in the top 10 that turn into superstars, right? I, I so the I don't get why we're saying Dubas would be better unless the owner is going to say, whoever we're hiring, yes, you have the ability to do what you need to do. And yeah, if and- that means going reverse, great. And I don't see that happening. I I still agree I, with you guys. I think it's going to be fun. That, Go ahead. Sorry. I'm going to say something out loud that hasn't been said, and it's not a personal thing at all. I think the jankiest part of the process, if you're going to go down the path, is why did you anoint Don Maloney as president of hockey operations and why yes! did you need to? If that is the case, like if you like if you really are going to do a search, then you shouldn't have a person in place above the GM already, and you should open up both positions. And, and by the way, what, why do you need two positions? I don't think you do. I think it muddies the water, and I think you run into a situation like just look at the Leafs, and you want to talk about Dubis. Shanahan and Dubis have had friction for eighteen months, two years, what like whatever the 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 issue is. Brendan Shanahan holds final say in control and Kyle Dubas doesn't. And until you have, you know, complete autonomy for one person that's doing the work to then make the decisions, I think you end up in some incredibly awkward positions. And I I just, I don't know why the Flames felt the need to go down this path. I understand the idea of, well, we need someone to steer the ship. Like if you think that, Craig Conroy and and Brad Pascal and you know Chris Snow and the group there, you know, call Don Maloney an advisor if you want to. You didn't need to take this extra step further and appoint him to president of hockey operations. It makes no sense to me, and I don't know why it hasn't been talked about more. It makes even and and, and to build upon that. Don Maloney and Brad Living worked together and everyone's going to have slightly different opinions. But th- to me, that's two peas in a pod. Been together for 20 years, right? Like, right? They're going to yeah. have this. Yes. So Treliving is, Treliving is above Daryl. Yeah, Treliving is above Daryl and can't, you know, th- so that there's friction there. So Treliving leaves and then and Maloney's there buddy. and they, they sing, sing from the same hymn book. So now it's just Maloney's going to have an issue dealing with Daryl. Is it weird that is it weird that we've not heard from Daryl postseason? A lot of times you'll see coaches have an end of the year press conference. It's been quiet. Two not weeks, pretty much since season ended. He he might stubbornly be saying, "I think it's weird." Sorry, I'm jumping in front of you there, Frank. This is your question. Maybe Daryl's saying, "You announce I'm the coach, and then I'll have my year end uh, media availability." Yeah, and you don't want to bring a guy out to talk and then gun him. Like, I, I feel like you have to make the decision on the coach before the coach addresses whether he's, you know, the season, right? Make a decision on the coach so yeah. whose okay, new so extension hasn't kicked in let's yet. Let's continue yeah. to boil it down. How could you possibly make a decision on the coach and then go out and hire a GM? It's backwards. <laughs> well, and, and the whole notion, like, okay, why, are they, why did they bring in a president of hockey ops? Like, it's the same thing. Like, who's going to do the search for a president of hockey ops if they have to go outside the org? Like, is Murray conducting that? There's no one to do it. As soon as the GM's a lame duck, this thing had no rudder. Like, sorry. I agree with you. Still lots of questions. And the optics they've given us are make it worse than if they'd have just cleaned house, fire everyone, go ahead. Or don't. 
Well, and we laughed. We're told, for, and that's okay too. <laughs> and we laughed because Treliving had the offer to stay. So at the end of the year, essentially, uh, everyone everyone's coming back. Everyone's been given extensions, and Maloney's been given a promotion. <laughs> so it's you know it's who's who's head who's going to pay for this season for this this awful year? Nobody. Uh, nobody. In fact, there'll no. be uh, some promotions anyway. Frank, always good to talk to you. How many? Uh, what's the over under on? All you can eat hot dogs tonight. Oh, so my goal is to go uh, inning for inning. I would set the over under at six and a half. Man, dog per inning pace with these new rules, Frank. That's very impressive. That's true. I think last year doable. This year, man, that pitch clock things are speeding up. I have a hot dog clock in the outfield for you. It's like. So actually, they have a counter in uh, on the scoreboard of total dogs consumed by the stadium. It's <laughs> la- like the other day it was like forty. Like they had one last week. It was like forty five thousand through two innings. It's a lot of snow. So it's Jesus. It's a lot of snow. <laughs> well, text us when you get home tonight. Okay, we're worried about you. <laughs> worried about your insides. Yeah, I'll, I'll tweet, I'll tweet you tonight. I'll, I'll keep the counter. Awesome. Down. Thank you. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. We do need the Frank dog counter. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. Frank Saravelli, our NHL insider, a presentation playoff Frank of Bonton Meat Market. They uh, they do it right. They do it the best. They have been. They're an OG with us, going back to the old days. Greg has been uh, a great supporter of ours for years and years, and we just ask that you support him as well. Calgary Consumer Choice Award winner for best deli meat market. It doesn't get better. Twenty eight Crowfoot Circle in the Northwest. Online BontonMeatMarket.com. Yeah, and I'm I'm I think all of us, if we're hedging bets here, like it's clearly back to the GM thing. Like this is feels like it's Connie's job. It's only a matter of what's going to surround Connie. I just and um, I like which is kind of I just go isn't, back to isn't that isn't that more confusing than just naming him? Like I honestly, to me, it makes me question things more. Like the so okay, let's go back to the start of this because I'm, so the. The plan, the the true plan was to bring everyone back in the same capacity and just continue on, right? Because Tree had the extension. That was yeah, the plan. Offer. That, that, that is true. Tree had the offer. Yeah. Mr. Tree Living said, I don't want this pile of poo. I'm good. I'm good. And said, thanks. I'm out. Somebody else feel free to start walking in this. Yeah. And they, there was no other, and we're okay with this. Optically, we're going to give Maloney because that looks like it is. This just looks ridiculous. Does it not? Am I being too harsh? Well, and so Maloney in the press conference literally has to like stop himself. He's from welling up when talking about your living leaving. Like they're clearly, uh, they were running mates in terms of everything. Um, not to mention that, of course, Don would have hired Brad back in Arizona, as you alluded to. So, yeah, is that sorry? Is that not odd that he stayed? Well, so my theory is that this was a Brad versus Daryl thing, and that Brad wasn't going to return if Daryl was. And when Brad wasn't given, you know, the autonomy to say, "I'm the GM, I don't want this coach back," that he said, "Okay, I'll see you later." But what it leaves is equally as confounding because if if Brad was having issues with dealing with Daryl and he's got a similar philosophy on the game to Don. Why won't Don clash with Daryl? 
And if this, and then they come in and say, and oh, the, the, the coaching thing isn't done yet. Buddy's leaving, and if his yeah, the coach review isn't done yet. We got to do that still. And so, so if you're the owner that wouldn't let Brad get rid of the coach, are you suddenly letting this quickly invented president of hockey ops job that, that now all of a sudden he's going to be able to do it, or 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 is now Don going to go to the owner and say, "I'd like to fire the GM," and the owner says, "No," like it all reeks of d- dysfunction. And to me, if they just end up now giving it to Conroy, it 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 looks as janky as as I as we say it is because if they come out, it's. Unbelievable. Steve Eisenman showed up on our doorstep and uh, thank goodness we did our due diligence as we feel we have one of the best general managers in the, in the game. I got to think it's a 99% that it's going to be Craig Conroy. So if you do that and interim, we're going to go through the whole thing and you make Conroy jump through these hoops and then just announce him. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, and look, if it was a really functional environment that was going to offer autonomy to the GM, I, I think there would be a lot of value in going out to, to see who the best people are elsewhere and maybe even just getting an audit saying, like, look, what have we done wrong here? But it doesn't feel like this owner wants to evaluate how he does things. It's status quo, and we're not changing it. So I don't want, you know, Tulski to come in and tell me how to run the organization. As Connie as, knows how it works here. He's going to be the guy. Yeah, and as far as Maloney is concerned, I get that he and Brad have the relationship and maybe they're like-minded. And like you said, when guys work together, even if there is some, there's going to be some differing of opinion. But if Maloney were not here, they they would have no one really with any extended NHL managing experience. Beyond AGM. Right? Yeah. That's the thing Maloney does have is he's been a GM, he's been an AGM, he's done it for literally decades. Yes. So for what, for what that's worth he's gone through a lot of the processes that you would have to right now. Yeah. And even naming a president versus just saying Don Maloney's going to spearhead our GM search. Interesting. Yeah. Cause I mean, we've seen this president position exist and then disappear again. And you know, they don't like spending more than they need to around here. And if Don Maloney is the same guy who was a year ago, make it or months ago, make an AGM salary. I would think this is a bump. If it's a real president of hockey ops, like it's, it's a lot of the same. Yeah. Well, there you go. Don't know that we've made any sense yeah, of it there all. There you go. I, well, it's hard to make sense of it when there's no sense to be made of it. I think that Conroy yeah. will be the guy. I think he's, and if he's not, he has to leave. He, like for living, has to say, take this extension and stick it because I'm out. How many, is another year or two, then I'll be, that, then I'll be qualified. Either I am in your mind, a guy that's close or is there, or I'm not. <clears throat> well, I think he's absolutely... The, the front runner here. Well, no, no doubt about it. Like we all think Frank he's going to get an, the job. Frank made an interesting point about Briere in, in, in Philly where they've, they, they were anointing him. They was kind of, yeah, they're going to keep you around because we're going to eventually give you this. Well, what the F has Conroy been told? I guarantee you he's been told. Burke said that Ken said it. So how many years has he been sitting there doing exactly what he's told, working his ass off, and now the opportunity comes up? Oh, yeah. Ah, we're not sure. You know what he's been told? He's been told, ah, oh, you're going to be the next guy, until yes. the job came open, and then they said, well, we need you to, to you're going to have to go through the process like everybody else. Yeah, unless this is a wink and a nudge, like, this is yours, but we want to look like our process is But again, if it's a wink and a nudge, it's worse. Net. I do think For you, it is. I think, I, I think from other perspectives, it might not be, but I understand what you're saying. Like, your job was to groom Connie to be a GM. If he's not ready yet, it looks bad on you. 
But you you look around. There's also there could be some very very experienced and like high end people available. Are you allowing wiggle room to chat with them? But I just think anyone that's actually a top candidate ain't coming here anyway. They never have been able to do it. Don't give me the a history shit that it's because it's a guy I pl- don't give me that. Don't don't be ignorant to me about it. I'm not I suggesting it has anything to do with your relationship with the Craig. Flames. That's fu- you just said it. No, 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 no. Don't, don't sorry. Don't what did you What did you hear me yes, say? Because I, I was I, what I was saying clearly didn't come through. Or you said you basically said I have a one sided opinion on it. No, 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 no. I think I what, have a personal vested interest in Craig Conroy because he's my friend. Did you hear that? I didn't I, say I yes. have this opinion. No, not at all. That that that, that I, I, that's the first time I've had that thought in my head. I'm not suggesting that at all. I'm sorry. Something in there went anyway. sideways on the, what I was saying and what you heard. I was getting ready for the outdoor dental read. Yeah. I apologize. Okay. Well, either way. But I do love it when you guys fight. So I'll wait but if you, if you guys are going to. Back gonna... to what you. No, no. I don't want it. Right. I don't want it to quit because I, I think it's interesting because if it was a wink and a nudge, isn't. I think that's worse, isn't I it? I do because too. Because that basically says. Yes. Because that basically says to the fans and the people that care about this team, you're full of shit. We're full of shit. The other way to interpret it though, Rhett, is that like if you're it is we understand we haven't been the pinnacle of, of great management and we owe it to this fan base to at least audit ourselves and not say that the best guy we have is the best guy. it's not a wink and a nudge. Well, I'm just saying they I'm optically would want that telling vibe. me. Yes, but if they're just giving us optics as fans and, and followers, then I think that you're, See, that's you're, very yeah. misleading. You're, and you're, that's why I don't understand. I was going to say, you like the optics. You think it's good optics to say you're doing due diligence and doing a wide swath. It's good process in theory, right? I understand this is a this is a situation that's very unique. But generally speaking, I think it's good practice for NHL teams to go search everywhere for the best candidate. I think in general that's the case. Yeah. But in, if it's also the case where you have been grooming a guy for years and years, he has spent decades in the organization, and then you you give it to him anyway... It, it looks sloppy to me. I think every organization out there is always grooming their AGMs to be GMs, right? But they also want to see if there's people that have done the job with great track records that could, they can chat with as well. Yeah. I don't think it's a failure if Craig Conroy, if they theoretically were to do a great search and they bring in a guy that's been a GM in the league for 15 years. Like To be frank, one of the issues with this organization is it's – just one first-time GM after another after another, old retread, first-time GM, first-time GM, first-time GM. So if they do end up giving it to Conroy yeah. after going through due diligence and they want to talk to a bunch of people, aside from we'll, we'll hear that we think Craig is the guy, he's ready, he's been groomed for this, all of this, is there also something to be taken that there was there was no, there was no one with experience, there was no star out in the league that was going to come to Calgary? No, I think you could easily say we're even more confident in the work Craig can do because we went around and this guy understands the situation better than anyone else. Yeah, I get it. I, I don't agree with it. And I think it, I just come back to it. I don't know why on that day. And maybe it's out of respect to Brad. You don't do it that day. I don't know, but I just think it. Well, to me, if it's a wink and a nudge, that's the wrong message then. Then just give it to him. Yeah, we if won't know if true, it is, right? Like it's... Yeah. If it's a wink and a nudge, 
where's the press conference today? Yesterday. Friday. I don't know. I, but I do. I think, I honestly think well, that Craig Conroy is a candidate for this job. I don't think it's a wink and a nudge retro. retro. I think he's got a, I think he's in the mix. I think he's the front runner. But yeah, they're going to talk to other people. They're going to talk to other AGMs and do do the whole thing and then come back and maybe give it to Conroy. And it might be better in, in a sense that you could ask a guy, how did you guys do this process with scouting? Or how did you have your analytics department integrate with these people? Or what did you do with your affiliate? Like you might learn some things that help Craig, who's going to get this job, we think anyway. You might say, oh, geez, you know, this guy had a great idea on some systems or process we can use. It's getting kind of nerdy, but I do think there are organizations that operate differently. And this organization revisiting how things have always been done. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. In a bad look, even if it's just a look. Well, well and that goes back to what I said about the Dubas thing where it's it's you can sure look a lot smarter if you get top five picks and get s- superstar players. Yeah, no, and I, I'm not here okay. to say like the track records. I, I think he's a very good GM. Other people don't. And there's lots of guys like that. No, Pick and the I, style I'm not of GM you like. Dubas. I'm right? just saying that. Yeah. I'm just saying that as an organization, the GM has to be allowed to maybe have a few down years, right? Like that makes a lot of GMs look smart down the road. Guys that put in totally. long-term plans and draft yeah. high picks, and those guys turn out into stars. Boy, all of a sudden, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Look at Kyle Dubas and the Leafs and how well they've managed things. Yeah, no shit. Nylander, Matthews, Marner, O'Reilly. Like, <laughs> you draft some high-end talent, you yeah. should get better. I wouldn't even say, like, look at the team he's built. I'd say, like, look how he's managed the cap. That seems to be such a crucial skill in today's NHL. Like, given all that money out before the pandemic hit, they've done a really good job of remaining competitive, finding value, you know, you didn't sign Hyman on the huge money. You bring Bunting in at a fraction of the dollars for similar production. I just think there's some absolute, like... There's some misses, too, though. The Marlowe thing all was a disaster. All of the things are misses. Like, every every GM has yeah. them. But cap management and being able to draft and develop are two of the best. 
things because they age. But I think they're only allowed. You're only allowed to to have those swings and misses if you have those draft picks that are stars. Like, yeah, I'm not fighting you on that. Like, clearly, if this team's never allowed to rebuild, you don't bring in a guy to say, "Hey, oh, it happens all the time." To to pick in the top five, you need to be a bad team. And generally, if you're a bad team, your general manager's under extreme pressure and gets fired. Mm-hmm. So and then and then yeah, if those picks that you had in at three and two or God want first overall, if they do pan out, then mm-hmm. yeah, it's generally, rarely the GM who went through the pain and suffering that enjoys the fruits of the labors when they come up and play as well as the Leafs have been. Yeah. Outdoor Dental, outdoor.dental.com. No videos this week, retro. Not gonna no embarrassment for you or me. Although I know I was snoring last night. I kind of, even with the stuff. (laughs) I like the ones that scare you awake. They scare you awake and then you look around to see was anybody. Okay, good. No one was here. No one was here. You can avoid that embarrassment. And more importantly, you can just have higher quality sleep, better sleep, more of it. You'll feel better. Everything in your life is better with the proper amount of sleep. Snoring treatments done at Outdoor Dental. You're like, okay, well, it's a dental office. Well, they have the Solea laser that is used. No needles, no drills with the dentistry part of uh, what Outdoor Dental does. But the laser also can be used to treat snoring. Two 15-minute treatments increases the tension in the soft palate in the back of your yipper. Reduce snoring. Non-surgical. Pain-free. I've had had guys coming up to me, one of the guys at uh, Launchpad the other day. So does that... So the snoring thing, that's that's for real. So yeah. It's legit. What do you think? What are, it's not a wrestling gimmick. It's Dr. J here. I'm messing around. Yeah. It's not Isaac Yankum <laughs> over here. Don't know it's Dr. J Patel. Outdoor.dental. And and of course they're a full dental office. So move all move your whole move your family there, do all your dentistry there. But for sure in this case, check out the uh, the info on the snoring treatments. Do you have uh, 15 minutes twice in your life? Two 15-minute uh, hey. sessions, that's it. Do that. Pain-free. Outdoor.dental. And go say hi to Dr. J. Isaac, uh, Isaac Yankum. Isaac J. He was the, uh, he was a bad dentist in the WWF back then. Oh, Very that's scary. an interesting character. I don't yeah. know that I've, you've seen a lot of different characters replicated. Yeah. Never, I haven't seen another bad dentist. That's It was a terrible one. Okay. Um, he then, uh. The next one was better as he became uh, Kane, Undertaker's brother. That's usually a large human yeah. if you have to be. He's yeah. massive, yeah. 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 He's actually a know. mayor of some town somewhere in the States. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Well. It's a big cat. Yeah, big dude. Big dude indeed. You ever taken a tombstone pile driver, Rhett? You ever been choke slammed through Where's a table? Kurt? Is Rob in today? <laughs> He's had half the shit done. He right? has been, yeah. Yeah, the tombstone I, I can remember Frontier, Saskatchewan. Uh, my brother got me up, and he pile-drived me. Oh. Uh, for real. Yeah, I was a young boy. Uh, wasn't good. Explains a lot. Was not happy. Right on top he of the old dome. Me in the bottom of a pool. It wouldn't let me up, and I nearly drowned. So yeah. That good. That's brotherly love. That's what that is right there. Pots. If you would like a Soleil laser, uh, contact Trevor. He could hook you up. Let's do the Pinder Report. It is a presentation of our friends at Village Honda, located in the Northwest Auto Mall. They are online at villagehonda.com. Go to the website and check things out. We've been talking about it. They've got the... 
the packages and they vary in 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 value and d- to what end but the detailing packages for your vehicle now with the warmer temps and they're getting all the all the dirt and debris cleaned off of the streets the sweepers are out there it's time to get your car taken care of starting at 79.95 online details at your dealership for life village honda presents the pinder report fellas we got news and there wasn't a lot that went right this year retro but one of the silver linings for the calgary flames in 2022 2023 Walker Dee! Back in the fold. A two-year contract retro with an AAV of eight and a quarter hundred thousand. That's the maybe the worst way you could say it. 825 grand a year, two-year deal. And it's a one-way deal. How about this? Walker Dare, Walker Dare. Walker Dare. Get your jersey. Now, before you get your jersey, that is a seriously training camp-ass number that he's wearing. 71. Love it. And I think he was like 61 a year ago. Do you keep the the dirt under your nails? Or, as was suggested on uh, Instagram, someone climbed into the personal messages, use your poll, get the flames to give him number 40. He can be WD-40. It's a lot. But if there was ever going to be a number out of the 70s, this is now your offseason to find one, Walker. I like the look of 71. It fits his style. It, it just... It's a little odd. It's right side. It's coming around with heat. I came from nothing. Does Malkin... Is Malkin wear 71? Malkin does wear 71. Yeah. That's not many of them. So Walker Doer. Evgeny Malkin. Very much the same Same, player. same. Pretty much identical. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. Same career trajectories, everything. 25 yep. and a two-year deal. Okay. He could have been a group six uh, UFA next summer, whatever. It's a two-year deal. We liked them a lot. Richly deserved. Richly deserved. Atta and boy. And with Trevor Lewis expiring and Milan Lucic's deal. Dead. No, the contracts, not oh. the body. They're both alive and well. His body's dead? No, they're both alive and well. The contracts have expired. I, I do have an update also on Milan Lucic. He's in the place you'd least expect to see him. I've got photos from the internets. Uh, the fourth line now comprises of Walker Dewar on the right, Rhett, and two openings to his left. Do you have any ideas or suggestions for players that should slide into the left of Walker Dewar? Do we have a Coronado or a Adam Rzichka or a Connor Zari or what? is it no. just Lewis coming back again? What, what did I, what did I have? I thought I made the lines right at the end of the year. I think I had Zari and Pelche. That would uh, be a little bit of pace and some youth. I don't mind that kind of a setup for what a about, line. What about Rosie? Is is Rosie? Eh? Are you done with Rosie? I got. I told you I'm mad at Rosie because oh. Rosie didn't show up every day. He no. kind of pissed away his opportunity. And sure if did. You don't want to take it when you get the chance, and it's kind of on your, it's on your own your conscience, yeah. buddy. So that uh, that is the first contract signed by non Brad Trilliving at uh, general manager. I like whoever is doing it. Whoever's in charge pulling Solid the strings start, there. Yeah. We like that Walker doing it. Could you got a third year? Could you have gone? Yeah. Could you get another? You locked him in. The agent's not going to. Anyway, uh, that is done. Uh, speaking of his former line mate, and maybe still could be line mate, Milan Lucic's deal is up. So you'd imagine Guy Milan's age finishes that massive seven-year contract with the Oilers, $6 million a year. Probably time to kick your feet up in the tropics, right? You want to guess which tropical country he's hanging out in here on this 25th day of April? Is it uh, Saskatchewan? It, it, Saskatchewan's not a country. He is indeed in Calgary. Look what he's doing. He's practicing with the Calgary Wranglers. What? Actually, 
I guess guy who just wants some ice. You know, he's used to these deep playoff runs in LA and Boston last year with Calgary round two. He ain't done skating. So there he is. There's another picture. I think I uploaded in the, do you, sorry, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in there. Is there. Look at that. Wow. He's That's on him. the ice though. My, my point was I was to be around the team to learn, to learn the, the ropes as far as coaching and all that shit. I, I mean, if he's learning thought. coaching, shouldn't he have the, the coaching outfit on and a whistle around his neck? It looks like a guy's conditioning, but maybe. If he does that, it signals while well, he's retired. That then he's got to answer all the retirement questions. Just, yeah. Here's just, no, I'm around the team. I'm just getting to know the guys. Mm-hmm. I think Milan wants another contract. I'm sure he does. But is it a coaching contract so or an NHL contract? Yeah. You, are you doing a contract? I'd love Give me one year. Can you play league men? Entry level. I'll play with uh, Walker Deer. You got to fight Reeves. I'll grab a hold and so then fall what? down. Yeah. <laughs> Swinging down we go. Yeah. I have to eat one from Reeves. That's it. Oof. Well, that's interesting because I saw he was, he had the full denim tuxedo on again the other day. Jeans, yeah, that's a good look. Yeah. I like that. Not a lot of guys have the moxie to pull that off. That's Milan? Interesting. Absolutely can. Jeans, yeah. Zito for days. So, yeah, I didn't expect to see that. Uh, other news, Majapani sighted at the Dome as well. He's recovering from shoulder surgery. Um, that certainly wouldn't explain all of what was a disappointing season for Majapani, but he did have that better second half. Good to see, and hopefully he's ready in the fall to pick up where, you know, last season ended off, or the first half of last season, suddenly a while ago. Let's get to last night's NHL playoff action. Here are your finals, Rhett, four games. And look at this. Uh, the road teams continue to do damage. Jersey, back to 2-2. Road teams 4-0 in that series. Toronto, down 4-1. You want to come back 5-4 in overtime. They didn't do it after 20 minutes like the Oilers. They did that with less than 10 and a half minutes left in the third period, down 4-1. Impressive stuff from them. Vegas, yeah, it's you guys were right. Uh, Winnipeg's fucking dead. And the nightcap saw Seattle get to overtime against the Avs. We'll start in with some uh, thoughts on, well, I guess uh, let's go to Tampa. Uh, sound up here, Rhett. I don't know that Tampa's close to Toronto. In the alphabet, they're not bad. But uh, geometrically speaking, as you once said, listen to all the fans in the building. There's, uh, there's, uh, they travel well down there, Dino. That's, uh, didn't expect Tampa, f- Listen, listen, Tampa fans have been to the Stanley Cup finals three years in a row. They're not buying the, they're selling these ones Round to one. the, all the Leafs fans that's going to play for their whole season next year. Now, did you see Biz Nasty on TNT last night? Because he was on the panel, and yeah. I believe he an Ontario boy. Here we go. You're fired up, but you're fired yeah, up. Yeah, I'm fired up, buddy. You're fired up for a reason because <laughs> yesterday I think we all saw that Edmonton could come back. You guys can you take didn't off. Believe, you guys can leave. You didn't believe we that Toronto leave. could come back. They were dead down. to rights. They looked terrible. The core four was non-existent. But what happens sometimes is, you know, when you play that finesse game, you know, you, you don't look so good and you look like a dial of... But they turn into a beautiful symphony, a beautiful ballet out there, just crossing and dropping, making plays. The Leafs are back, man. The core four has been activated, and they're about to steal another one in Tampa Bay. I don't know what the John Cooper press conference is going to look like, but it ain't going to be pretty. The boys and boys are back. Let's go. Like Biz from shift to Put me in, coach. From game Less to game, he's like bowl. up. Roll the clips. Up, yeah. Roll the clips. <laughs> How do guys play? 
So that was before overtime. He was right. They did steal another in Tampa. And uh, Biz entertaining guy. I don't know if that's news to anyone. But he's a uh, lot. He's very good. That's yeah. a good panel they got going. They're better than the other one. The ESPN's rolling on. Oh, yeah. It's not even close. Why are the tiger? Eye of the tiger. Eye of the tiger. The, the Lightning have lost. They've been training at the high-end gym. They need to go back to Russia or the backwoods and get in some shitty training. Eye <laughs> of the tiger. They've lost it. Leafs have it. This is a Rocky reference over my shoulder, I think, too. That's what it is. And maybe. Not quite sure. Uh, so Biz was fired up. Let's go to one of the other games. A lot of attention will be paid to this today. This is Kale McCarr on Jared McCann. We showed it with Frank. We'll show it again here. Shot on net, puck goes up and out of play. McCann's like, yep, plays over. I need to hear the whistle. I do too. That's that's a big part of this. And he gets clunked. Didn't look that bad, but clearly it looks bad when you see McCann going down and leaving the game, ruled out already for game five, potentially longer. This could be a series ender. And that means McCarr, who, you know, best young defenseman on earth, he could be missing a while. He's got a hearing with the league today. Not ideal for the Avs, who were expected to clean the clocks of the Kraken and now are heading back to the Mile High City tied at two. I, I got your point because Frank kind of said it's two different the- things. But when it's a major reviewed, no minor for interference, and then and then you've got a hearing, there, there's a disconnect somewhere. It's clunky as hell. Yeah, your point is is valid. And I he think. said it was. It's just that, you know, he just, they're, they're two different departments. Sure. It'd be nice if both departments knew, knew what the fuck was going on here. And, and we, we, we always joke about spinning the wheel of justice with the Department of Player Safety. How you take that from a major to minor, I don't really get either. Um, odd. Okay. Uh, moving along, did you see the OT winner? Look at these hippies, Rhett. The weed must have worn off because look how jacked up when Seattle wins this in OT. Uh, it was 2 nothing. Avs get a pair from Ranton and off to overtime. We go first OT, OT game. OT. 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 There's your boy, Abs. Zang. Zang is right. And the building comes to life. Holy jumping. We'll let it roll again with the sound. That is... We're is happy still there. summering in, uh, in Calgary? I he is. think he's got some good old Calgary roots. We saw his dad preseason. He's got a, stopping by saying hi to Johnny Winwick. He's got a place down in uh, South Calgary. There. there you go. He's not golfing yet, Dino. Big goal for Ebbs. Remember when the, the Oilers lost to Anaheim and that... And it's like, we got to trade Ebbs. He's not a playoff performer. I think mm-hmm. he might like have outscored the entire roster since <laughs> all the moves. He's made. Yeah, he was uh, probably tarred and unf- feathered. unfairly. Tart and feathered. Uh, yeah. Singled out there. Oh, yeah. And we were talking with Boom before, like just to be like a puppy, like a, like a Kraken fan, and to not have this league break your heart. You haven't been screwed by any calls. No one's stolen a cup. Just... Yeah, like, you didn't make like, it year one, but hey, you know what? You had fun, right? Team. That's you went to right. a bunch of games. Got cool jerseys. Look at how much fun we're yeah. having. And now you got the defending champs in overtime. Bang! Best of three. Let's go. Let's go, indeed. And where's Nachushkin? We don't know. We have no an idea. That's, not a, that's yeah, still fishy. That was uh, the final goal of the night, and that snapped an 11-game run for the road teams, Rhett. That, that's right. 11 in a row, the road team had won in round one per Friedman right there. I looked it up this morning. Road teams are 20 and 12. 20 and 12 through 32 games. Didn't expect that. That's Each series has now played four, and you saw 4-0 and for the road teams in that Rangers-Devils series. We saw Edmonton get one on the road of late. It's been 
an odd spring that way. Huh. Sure is. It'll change. I would suggest Next that's due round. for some regression as well, Retro. I'm with you there. Okay, uh, tonight's games. Let's take a peek. Just three. We've had the four-game slates the whole way through. The schedule starts to get a little wonky. We already talked about Edmonton and L.A.'s weird thing. They'll play uh, tonight, but not again until Saturday. Well, Boston and Florida, they're not going to play tonight at all. They're off for an extra day before our game five where we're expected to see Patrice Bergeron return to the Bruins lineup. Tonight, what's the word we always use? Down 3-1, the Islanders are? They're, uh, they're not penultimating. They are not... Um, they're looking to stave. They're staving. That's Done. that's right. Staving. Get they your are stave looking to stave. They're slaving over a hot stave. Let's go. Staving off yes. that elimination. That's right. That stave facing. away, boys. I'm staving away. Fucking beat it, Islanders. You yes, shouldn't man. have been in there. I told you. They're yeah, fucking boring. boring. They're yeah. going to be a waste. Get Pittsburgh or get Buffalo or get somebody else Buffalo in there. And they have been a snore fest. Carolina, get them out, rest up, and move on. That's back in Raleigh. You know, back in Dallas, tied at two. This has been feisty. Stars and Wild. We'll see uh, with the best of three. I guess essentially opening in Dallas tonight how that one looks. And it's Kings and Oilers who did the improbable. Down 3-0, they come back and win that thing 5-4 in overtime two nights ago. Back to the cultural capital. Sweat hogs will be fired up. Don't throw shit on the ice if your team loses. What's wrong there? They didn't throw when they won, right? Who's going to be fired up? Uh, the sweat hogs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to non-hockey, shall we, Red? <laughs> Check out this cat. Oh, no, sorry. So this is this is good. This was game three in L.A., so welcoming the Oilers to L.A., you know, a scene setter. Uh, you know, we're off from yeah, Dunn yeah. and Edmonton into L.A. Watch the intro before game three for the Kings fans. You can only do this in Hollywood. Kind of cool. has done some stuff for them forever over the like. years yeah. yeah a lot of cartman anytime i've been to a king's game there's Had always no some south park up yeah. there and uh so what does edmonton do to respond what's the big well, i uh, hope that they're looking to kill kenny kenny holland know, watch yourself jesus careful indeed. god damn it tease a piece to baseball the tampa bay rays don't have any interest in losing baseball games still dean it was cute for a week and now a month in, it's getting fucking scary for every other team in the majors. Even uh, look at this play here. This is Wander Franco, their star who graduated last year. Yeah. He's playing shortstop and somehow is going to make a play out in left field. A little flare down the line. Look at this. Wander's donkey. covering ground. And oh, you know what? Just use my oh. bare hand. <laughs> He's almost at the fucking pole. He's at the foul pole. My line's bad. I've overrun. I've done. Oh, just kind of. I can't even like. Scratch the back of my head with my friggin' shoulder. Watch He's going. Play. Yeah. So this is essentially over his shoulder. There's a great angle of it. I can't put Full my arm speed. up. Oh, behind my car seat me? to back up. Yeah, pulling the seatbelt. Can't kills. turn my friggin' neck in this dude. Can't get the seatbelt. Ah! <laughs> oh, seatbelt. Fuck. <laughs> Oh, damn. He's lucky he didn't fall, or that'd really hurt. So confirmed, Wander Franco, 
Better but, athlete than Boomer. Well, and the Rays better than everyone else it's, in baseball still. I, we <laughs> joked about it when the preseason odds came out, who was going to win the AL East, and they were like plus 400. It's like, look, Yankees and Jays might be good, but don't ever fucking bet against the Rays. They're, they're never going to be bad. We should have all the respect in the world for them. Mm-hmm. No one does more with less. Not even close. But it's... It's 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 almost like they're a team that spends to the like into the luxury. We're tired of you already. <laughs> quit like quit buying these teams. Quit doing so much homework. <laughs> these damn nerds are better than our nerds. Quit being so smart. No one likes a smart ass. Stop it. <laughs> All right, mm. big weekend coming up in Calgary. Home opener for Cavalry FC. CPL side, good start to the season. Couple draws on the road in hostile territory. They're coming home. Rhett, I know what you're thinking. It's the end of April in Calgary. What are we going to get for weather? Even better news. Look at this. Sunday, 23 degrees, a little bit of a breeze, no rain, and a glorious 3 p.m. kickoff for the Cavs. Your chance to win. Keep an eye on the socials. We're going to this little video. Tag a pal you want to bring. Maybe a first-timer, maybe you're a first-timer. Hey, I keep hearing things about the soccer team. We'll announce our winner Thursday with Kerr or Wednesday with you. That'd be tomorrow, probably Thursday, a couple days, let this thing go. And we'll get you out there Sunday for the home opener for Calvary FC. If you've never been, it's one of the best sporting atmospheres in our city by far. It's entirely unique and unlike anything else. If you had to compare it to something, I don't know what I would say about any other thing in town. And... You're out of town, so Pinder won't be there to, you know, spill spill I things on it. you and and ruin your day potentially. That's so, right. Uh, the This is the this is the game to be at. The beer lines will have one less person in them. That's right. So go get it, Cavs, this weekend in the season opener. Finally, we've got uh, again more leaked video from Buffalo, which is interesting. But first is that I, right? now when did you and the shoveler your honeymoon? Did you go to Japan? Is that right? Our honeymoon hasn't ended. Okay, We're still, so still living in bliss. Love birds. And- well, somehow, Rhett, with all his connections, because I think he played in some like U16, U17 thing in Japan. Remember he found the, the, the beer in the vending machines when he was underage? Mm-hmm. Well, he got the shoveler through some connections in Japan to throw out first pitch at this game. Really? You won't believe it. Yeah, and I, I didn't know contacts. she looked so much like Mariah Carey. This is unbelievable. So there's a shoveler. <laughs> Oh. Oh, shovel. Come on. It's like a triple hopper to the plate. The shoveler was a ball player. She I was going to say. Whip it across. She, well, that's. Plate. But did she, did she underhand or overhand? She was that, a collegiate ball player. That's. It was underhand. Her, her game has gone to shit. Underhand. And apparently that was 08, I'm being told. That uh, it must have been. Yeah, off season for you guys. <laughs> great stuff. Love that top. Okay. Moving along. We had a great time. Uh, Rhett, you're back in Buffalo. I'm told you're driving a black truck and look at this asshole park job he does. Like, let's take a peek at this. Uh, four stalls all with one he truck. He thinks he owns the place, right? Wherever he goes, it's, it's his world. We're just living in it. It's really unfortunate. And, uh, yeah, so bad parking his truck disrespectfully. And I understand why he might've been in a bad mood. Cause you know, more of a cat guy than a dog guy. We know that. Uh, his cat got, <laughs> this is just, oh no. What is this? Oh. Look at, like, the, all the places you're going to go. You're as, as, as white as virgin snow, and you're going to go sit in the mud puddle. 
I'm sorry, Rhett, but that would have been a tough cleanup there. Or just don't come back for a week, cat. Go go bathe in the river. You love cats, eh? Yeah. What about this parking thing? I don't I'm get not, it. Not sure. If, if I was going to park a truck rudely, it would be from from you know Surge or someone in Calgary. I would take care of it. My own vehicles, I don't care about. I would never park rudely. We'll have the picture to, uh, for you later on. Okay, that was a tough pivot there. Yeah, I know so, you tried. You tried hard there, but uh, I had it yesterday, and then next. That's your pin report. I what, barely, what a way to finish. I barely noticed. Oh. Yeah, me too. That's the good thing about it. Pinder Report, proudly sponsored by Village Honda. They have their poop in a group far more than the Pinder Report. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. Get your piece of the million dollar buy-in event. Get cash for your vehicle. Village Honda pays top dollar, and they will throw in a tropical cruise to boot. Do you hear what we're saying? They're looking for used vehicles. They will buy. They want to buy your used vehicle, top dollar, and a tropical cruise on top of it all. See more online at villagehonda.com, or go visit in the Northwest Auto Mall. Your dealership for life. I'm sure it was great. Four spots. Come on, Rat. You better. Come on, Rat. Where are you going in? Is that some Dollarama? What are you doing? Something motion pictures there, I see. Oh, I see. He was just going for popcorn, though. He wasn't that hungry. You saw that video yesterday. Yeah. That's like the truck that you uh, sold on the radio. Yeah. That is a little bit. A little similar. Jacked yeah. up. A little similar. You ever seen Pete chasing this one around, too? Or? Should have kept that. Now that I ran my, my mouth off, I've got a thing coming up here, and hopefully all of my stuff works. I did get a text partway through the Pinder report saying, oh, yeah, you're, not all your stuff's in there. So hopefully this is going to work. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a new segment, but I, fi- I, I think it might be. Okay. And it was interesting when Rhett started the show today, he used the word and kind of referenced... And I, it's like, did he know this was coming? Is this you and me, our heads? Like, are we... Like twins. Is our chemistry running so so deep that you knew what I was thinking before I was thinking it mm-hmm. or while I was thinking it? Well, get ready. Because this is a segment, and I don't know if it's going to be every week. Okay. Balls. This is balls. And I'm going to tell you who's got balls. Oh, okay. You know who's got balls? Who's got balls, Dean? Leon Dreisaitl. <laughs> I hate to admit it. But the guy's got balls. We, we threw it out there the other day. He's been on for every goal. Every goal. They, have sco- they haven't scored a goal. Go ahead, Alex, just roll these. They haven't scored five on five without him factoring in Incredible. on the goals. They're down, well, down three nothing. Then it's three to one. Then it's three to two. Then it's three to three. They get to- He's in on all these goals, yeah. McDavid has been good, Fine. but he has been the guy. He's been their leader. You know what he's got? Balls. He's got balls. He's Rhett. got balls, Rhett. Leon's got balls. Great balls. Well, and to be fair, Rhett has been raving about his balls well before you know this became the cool thing to I do. Know. He was saying mm, it might be better. And they're German balls Couple for whatever years. that's worth. So I don't know if you get extra points for that, but uh, Leon's got balls. Uh, you know who else has balls? Okay. I don't. And we actually saw the uh, we saw the clip earlier. Jordan Eberle. 
Jordan Ebb's got some stones. Jordan Eberle has got some balls. You go back, we all remember World Junior Hockey Championships. Big game against the Russians. Scores to tie the game. How much time left? Not much, Ryan. Like seconds. Jordan Eberle scores. Canadian pride. Our hearts busting right out of our chests. You go to 2020. It's the uh, the old COVID thing. In overtime, double OT, Jordan Eberle scores. Balls. It's balls goal. Against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And then, as you mentioned, last night, nice finish. the Seattle Kraken, their second playoff home game. They get their first win. They get it in overtime. And who else? Right back to him. Jordan Eberle. Retro. Eberly's got balls. Yeah. Balls. He's an Alberta boy, isn't he? Of course Regina. He yeah, of course. Regina then, yeah. You know who else has got balls? You got more balls. I'm afraid to guess now. It could be anyone. This one it might come from left field. You know who's got balls? Wonder Franco, left field? Akira Schmid. Oh, Schmid, yeah. Akira Schmid, Schmid, Schmid yeah. the New Jersey goaltender. <laughs> So, the Rangers run roughshod in games one and two. Yeah, over the over the New Jersey Devils, just eviscerated Vanacek and Vanacek. Yeah, first two games, ten two goals oh. uh, goals for the Rangers. Outscored the Devils ten to two. Power play four for ten. Games three and four, Akira Schmid takes over in net, gives up two goals. One in game three, one in game four. Nothing on the power play, and there you see it. Akira Schmid, balls. Covers the five hole, that'd help. And you know who else has got balls? Who else has got balls, dude? You, and you said it right off the start, Rhett, and you even said balls. The Toronto Maple Leafs. You cannot, and again, is it a collapse? You got it, much like with the Oilers. The Oilers came back. These guys have been raked. In, I mean, here in the Oilers, sometimes they, you know, it's not, oh, what are you going to do? It's yeah. not the same. Seven first round exits in a row. Matthews and Marner and Nylander and Riley. Which all those terrible. guys have been absolutely dragged by the fan base and the media. Last night, Matthews, two goals. Marner assists on the, uh, on the two in the third period. Nylander, three assists. Riley ties it. Riley ties it. And then they win it to go up three to one. Retro, you said it. Leafs have got balls. That second of the five goals they score on the night is the one that starts the rally. That's Austin Matthews. Mm -hmm. How casually he tips a puck a foot and a half off the ice into a perfect spot in the net. It's a a very, very unique skill set. I don't know how many guys can get a stick on that. Never mind. Like he's just skating by. Yeah, got it. Not bad. And all their... I mean, we rattled off the names there. All their guys are the guys that are doing it for them. Their guys are their guys. That's what you needed if this was ever going to happen for them. I mean, yeah, they get, you know, Kerfoot gets the winner, and there's been some, you know, Matthew Nye saves a goal or whatever. Um, Nye's looked good last night. He did it look all right. But you go to, Marner has 10 points in the four games. I think he's leading the league in assists in the playoffs. Yeah, bananas. Yeah. Uh, Matthews, seven points, three goals, seven points for O'Reilly, seven points for Nylander. You really? Six for for Riley, who of course scores the overtime winner two games ago, and then ties it and then late. ties it last night. Yeah, that's all their guys. Tavares three goals, not bad through four games. Balls, 
and it, it is an, I think Sheldon Keith spoke about it post game. Like this team has lacked killer instinct. And like you, you certainly cannot debate the last seven years when there have been big moments where they could win a series, they have not been able to do it. But to suggest that's a thing that you either have or you don't, that's where I think this series is a good reminder. Tampa Bay Lightning is a very similar crew to the one that went to the Stanley Cup Finals three years in a row and had all the killer instinct. All of a sudden, the group that can never get it done, you can't win with these guys, and these, these perennial winners, it's just going the other way. And, and I think part of that is just having to deal with all that fucking emotion of losing all those series and how much more you would want something. All of a sudden, they look like killers. The same group that, like, all, all the same guys, that core four and more, they, not, you can't win with these guys. That, that's, that was sort of the school of thought. And, and these are the guys that might be putting the end to a pretty impressive, you know, near decade-long run of the Lightning. Yeah, and now it is just winning a playoffs. Like, I'm not, it's not lost on me. Yeah. But that has been their cross to bear for yeah. so long. Yeah. And I don't know. It's, it's, it, it has been different. We always love to take runs at the Leafs, but... It, Maybe it's just showing my age, but it was that Corson, you know, Tucker, although I did like Tucker because, you know, Western League, sorry. But uh, they just had guys, it was far easier to dislike them. I don't know. I I got no reason to dislike Marner, highly skilled. Nylander doesn't say a word. Uh, Austin Matthews scores goals. They're, they're a bit of an easier team to like. I think it's the, the media and that whole thing that we still can't stand. And they're softer uh, on, on the scale at times, but I, I think... You know, that, that group's done a better job playing meaner, tougher, and through more stuff than they have in years past. And I think also a lot of it was, hey, there's this 30-year-old GM. Screw that. You know, oh, he knows analytics. Screw him. Like, they, they had that too. It's the biggest market in the world. They break a pane of glass in training camp. It's a national story. A lot of the issues this group's faced is just virtue of being in Toronto. Now, there are two things. And unlike anything else, but there are two things that will make your balls shrink. Steroids, allegedly, and blowing a 3-1 series lead to the Tampa Bay Lightning. This is, if you really want to be peak Leafs, blow this Right? Lead. Like this is, the, yeah. they are set up, again, 3-0 would be worse, I guess. Yeah, it's the but, only thing worse, Dean. And it wasn't like I, Tampa I almost, didn't outplay them the last two games for most of the last two games. They kind of did. Like, I like, it's schadenfreude. We love taking pleasure in other people's misfortunes. I don't know. There would be, there would be so much collateral damage if they lose this series now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it'd be fascinating to watch and interesting. I, I don't know. I th- have they not suffered enough, Rhett? Have God, they not suffered enough? I think they have. I do not see them blowing this series now i think that's what's been fun about the way they've <laughs> struggled in the past you go back to the fanuf era when they were playing boston they were up three and they blew it like mm-hmm. it, it's the epic collapses that they've allowed to happen that has made the story so interesting but i don't see it this year i think they're moving on and they are easier to like who do I don't like them, and it's because of what Pinder said and what everyone said, because of the media and the fans and the extra attention, because if one guy has a hangnail, it's national news, right? Like, yeah. that's what people don't like about the Leafs. This team is not hard to like. There's a lot of talented players there. There's, and again, we're... And they're going to move on. 
We are a podcast. We're not a breaking news outlet by any that, means. That next series, by the way, will be a dandy Toronto-Boston. Yeah. A little history there, right yeah. in the scar tissue. But a couple of things that have happened while we've yeah. been doing the show. Busy here. show today, apparently. It is a one-game suspension for Kale McCarr. So three for uh, bunting. bunting and one for McCarr. One's a superstar, one's not. I, I don't know. I don't know it's, that that factors in that much in this instance. They both had clean track records. The, the bunting one felt especially dirty. Um, and this one, you could sort of sympathize with McCarr maybe thinking that puck's coming back into play, but there was no excuse for the bunting at all. You can kind of squint and give McCarr a chance here, no? I don't know. I, I don't Again, know. I want to hear the whistle. I'm still but, yeah. shocked. I need to hear the whistle, yeah. At how in... Eh? I'm still shocked at how injured McCarr... McCann. Yeah, his head must have got conked at just yeah. the wrong angle, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And and there again, he's probably not expecting. He's, which is why I wonder if he's heard the whistle or he sees that the puck's gone up and into yeah. the net, and he just kind of you, you know, know shoulders come over, down yeah. and you exhale and then you get clawed. Either way, it's one game for McCarr, and it, by the sounds of it, it's at least one for McCann, but m- most likely more than one. So there you go. Oddly enough, advantage abs in that instance. The other thing that's come up and just kind of following along on social media, there are numerous reports of a press conference being held in Calgary today. Uh, A news conference on the Arena Project will be held at 3.30 this afternoon featuring city officials, the head of Calgary Sports and Entertainment Corp, and the premier, Danielle Smith. Sounds like they may. It sounds like they have a deal. That according to Scott Dipple from CBC News. Based on the council vote, Coming out of the closed session, there will be a public announcement of some sort regarding the arena, and based on the tone, it does not sound like it's a bad news announcement. It's a rink, for sure. So, And it, all the people that know City Hall well have said, this is the track we've been on for a while. What's important is that they get this thing done before council breaks for a long summer holiday, and that will allow this thing to not be picked up and then agree in the fall, but that we can get shovels in the ground potentially as soon as uh, before 2024 clicks. And Ryan Pike of Flames Nation, he's been it's all... phenomenal. He's on been no on, one's better on the arena file than Pike. The only thing I know about all this is following what Pike writes and tweets on the topic. He's been superb. Yeah. So there you have it. It's coming. The mayor, Councilor Sharp, Premier... 330 Mountain. Uh, and yeah, the Premier as well as... Uh, the, so there's a the, the group that is building it. They have two people and a lawyer that showed up for the council meeting today, which was a greater entourage than they normally had for similar meetings. So there was a a few eyebrows raised this morning. This could be close. And there's your announcement this afternoon. And Calgary Stampede CEO expected to be there. So there you go, Retro, getting a rink. Finally. How long does it take? Good grief. I think Ken first mentioned it. You think back to when the Flames, when the Flames first came out with that plan for that big Thing. Calgary next. What? Yeah, the next. That's mm-hmm. right. That's what it was. That is a long time ago. And long before that, it was first uttered by Ken King, I believe, in the off season following two thousand four. Pike had that the first public mention of a new facility. So yeah. this is a twenty near twenty year journey to get to the point where an agreement for a second time has been in place. These things take time, guys. A lot of time, apparently. Now, what do they say in Atlanta, Georgia? They're hoping that there was Kevin Weeks said something a week ago, and they think that could be done in 2027? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. That's different places. Different politics. Madrose Pub, 15 you, Royal yeah. Vista Place, when a Canadian team is playing. Yep. So, Winnipeg, Edmonton, yep. Toronto. 
Carolina. Toronto. They have the game on the speakers in, Love it. in the pub. That's how it should be. Canadian teams only. But again, that's and I'm sure it as depends, we move along, you know, if, yeah. if a bunch of uh, Golden Knight fans go in, maybe you can coerce the serving staff. But they have uh, they have turned things up. The outdoor pat, the new patio, the outdoor patio. Yes. They've been they've always had specials on game days and whatnot. Fifteen Royal Vista plays, twenty beers on tap, kid friendly Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. People are talking about Madros. I have a lot of people. The guys yes. that we were at Launchpad, they're like, oh, maybe we'll see if we can swing by Madros on the way home. Full entrees, just some of the best pizzas in the city, gourmet dough and signature sauce made fresh every day. You can order on their website, have it delivered, madrose.pub. But it's an experience. Great people in there. Retro, you and I were in there, what, a couple weeks ago. And it was just a steady stream of people coming up saying, hey, guys, loving the show, loving the podcast. Love it. Well, this arena news, when's Rhett back for, they got to be a statue of him somewhere. I mean, when you're back, we're back to Mad Rose. I've missed that pie already. Now I'm going to tie this next video in with Mad Rose and and, and by all means, be responsible, right? But you can go up there, you can have some drinks, have a great time. Um, I'm not sure what they were serving at uh, the game last night in Tampa. (laughs) This guy's macro dosing. That's all I know. But take a look at this guy here. He's on his phone. And I don't know. I, I get macro dosing. Go ahead, Alex. And I, is it... Um, he's overserved. Something. It was 4-1. He starts it yelling. It was 4-1. Yes. 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 Oh, the zoomies are hitting now. Yes. It's some Patton Oswalt look-alike in a yeah. Leafs jersey. And he's just screaming his head off. He is oh, so excited. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know how those guys are hanging out with this guy. And then look at this. Oh, wow. It's Rhett and Jesus. the Shoveler. Oh, retro. Rhett and the Shoveler. How could you? Wait, baby. Hey, babe. Like, you guys had too much. Oh. I hope you oh, Ubered home. God. Wow. That's a lightning jersey. <laughs> He's trying to get in there. Leafs fans look at this. Oh, oh my baby. Goodness. We're responsible. Right? We're yeah. Coops? Yeah. That's I do like I do love the drunken public showing of affection. Yeah. Where were we? Or you you had the video of the uh Oh yeah. Which I still think we could show. No. Damn it. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> yeah, some sixty year olds face sucking at the bar. That- <laughs> just wow. I love drunk karaoke in the background yeah. and just like woof. Drunk adults. Yeah. Like not kids. They're adults. She's saying, I'm a lightning fan. I can't I'm be seen kissing you, babe. Austin. That's Austin Matthews post game. Hey, listen, babe. Babe, it's only 3-1. Leafs shit these kind of leads away all the time, babe. And the old man losing his, the delusional old man. <laughs> I love at the very beginning, you, I think you can lip read him saying, it was 4-1, which is going to be the yeah. classic catchphrase should they escape Either way. the series. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Either way. Uh, so there you go. Want to mention Jasper Travel. We've been telling you about all that's going on up at Jasper. It continues. It's not going away. Spring skiing until May 1st. So you got some time to get in on that at Marmot Basin. The escape card, which gets you half price lift tickets, has been in effect all season and will go right through until the 1st. The brand new, the terrain that they opened a few weeks ago, Marmot Basin Cirque. Mm. Bowls and shoots. Bowls and shoots, not just never before accessible to the public. And of course, with summer right around the corner, 
golf course will be opening in about a month. Lakes are thawed or thawing. Get your rafting going, your kayaking, your canoeing, your camping. Front country, back country, the Sky Tram is open. Go online and check it out. Jasper Travel, venture beyond a beautiful part of our world that is not as far as you think. Beautiful drive. That we drive made that unbelievable. drive. Unbelievable drive. Yeah, 93 North. Yeah. Icefields Parkway. Man. Love it. Love it. Uh, Betway Bets, and then we get out of here. Sure. You get out. You for sure get out of here. Did you know this, uh, Rhett? We're done with uh, Pinder for a bit. It's been fun working with you, and uh, best of luck in future endeavors. Got to go get uh, the HIV taken care of. Is that shots or salve? We oh. will definitely be doing shots of tequila. Yeah. So we've got a family wedding to attend in the tropics. Very excited. All of a sudden, creeping up on us. Betway bets of the day. Get the Betway app on your phone. Play along at home. I'm going with the pre-made Betway Boost right in the front page. Tell they me about it. Right it. There. The Betway Boost. Oilers, Stars, and Hurricanes. Home team, home team, home team. All win, plus 350. Woo. All I pretty significant favorites, I'd suggest as well. Dig it. Oh, look what you did as well. Sweet Jesus. Kings at Edmonton. McDavid has been eerily quiet. Yeah, only a point and a half per game. Like three, only three points last game. <laughs> but he has yet to really have a McDavid-esque. I mean, he scored two goals, I guess. I just feel like he's still going to break through. McDavid, three or more points, plus 130. Yeesh. I wonder if this could be one of those legendary nights where it's... This is how good he is. It's only plus 130? Yeah. I went to what? two. I went to t- wow. two plus points. It wasn't even, even money. No. She's like, okay. Minus 150. Throw another point in there. Those are my betway bets. All right. I'm kind of got similar vibes to you. I got the dry sidle staying hot. He's going to score. I also think, you know, it might not be a, it might be a tough night for the wild, but Karel Kaprizov, this guy's just a goal scorer. They both score plus 300. And Rope hints two plus points. Play it pays plus two fifty. We hit a two pointer last night we with Neilander. We'll try it again with Hints, who has been great for the Stars. He's got uh, what four or five goals already. Mm. Oh boy, yeah. By Rope, mm-hmm. that way bets a day. There you go. Play along. Be responsible. Be nineteen, but enjoy yourself. You're already watching the damn games. May as well make it a little more fun. Have some fun. Throw a toonie on it. Let's go. Had a buddy jump on the Leafs down four uh, one last night, ten to one. No kidding. Twenty five to two fifty. Wow, happens quick. I wouldn't. When it was four one, I had no. I had no thought of even. Be, it was just like this is going to be. Uh, yeah. The only question I would have at four one is how big is the number right now? <laughs> not that it was yeah. going to. You know, oh, twelve. That's a good number. I'm not going to win it, but I. You know, it's good odds. Because so. you said before the show, the Oilers' impressive comeback. There's no not to take anything away from it, but it Phenomenal. was three nothing in the first. This they was switched four one at the intermission. Right. This, this is was, ten and a half minutes left in the third. Down three. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was halfway through the third. Exactly. That was the one for me. It's like. Come on, Vasilevsky, you're not going to You need one save. That's all they needed. Were you happy to see Gio with that? No, because he wants Gio to play next year. Hey, was it memory lane? Did you get nostalgic seeing Gio? Usually it was the other point, but uh, firing that hard wrister. Listen, Gio has been in the game a long time and never had any playoff success or runs that's got to be the biggest moment of his career does it not i mean if they close out the yeah. series yeah and look like it's putting them on a collision course to really slay some dragons in round two now you know boston fucking good because he was out the year 
2014. That they beat the Canucks yep. in round one, he had, right? Uh, it was the day before the deadline. He had that weird bicep shoulder thing happen, and then he tried to take up a, a skate yeah. and wasn't shooting it, and then they claimed the Schlem cat off waivers. It was uh, it was a no bueno. That was some good subterfuge there. Oh, gee. Hey, Giordano's out for the... Maybe the Flames okay. are desperate for a defense. Look at He's taking warm-up. He's fine. He must be close. And then uh, they they were one seeds in 2019. They lose to Colorado. They got swept by the Ducks somewhere in the middle there. And he wasn't here last year when they got to the second round. So if he gets through, that'll be his first time playing in the true? second round. Has he never been to round two? Dude. Goodness. No, man. He's hardly played a playoff game. <laughs> I mean, that's ex- that's a little bit exaggerated to make a point. But, yeah, he would be less than 20 games played in the playoffs. It's not exaggerating to make year. a point. If you play a 1,000 NHL games and you've played 20 playoff games, that's not He played 10 games very many. in 1920. That would have been, how is that possible? 1920. Yeah, what are you talking about? Would they include the Winnipeg play-in? Oh, and they shouldn't, yes. That's exactly oh, what it would yeah. be. Yeah, because yeah, they beat Winnipeg in four and four, then lost in six to Dallas. Yeah. That's that's six games, sorry. Yeah. Playing no yeah. count. What's six? So take away the 11 he's had as a leaf. Yeah. Uh, th- Seven last year, four yeah. this year. So 34, all told, 34 playoff games. One goal, 10 assists. It's more than I thought, but again, that playing round shouldn't count. Yeah, so, so then you take the 11 away with Toronto and take three away so from the playing round. So yeah, it's under 20. Yeah. You get rid of Toronto and the playing anyway, round. Anyway, and it's not a, well, it's a shot, but it's it's also the truth. Like, he hasn't had playoff fun. It's but what yeah, you're that, happy for him. I get it. This has to be amazing. Yeah. So that is absolutely his, to assist on an overtime winner like that, it's, it's absolutely. Well, and to be up 3-1 and put yourself in a position rather than, oh, this is a long series, we're coming home, but, like, we're a win away, boys. Yeah. That's big. That's big. Look at us. Are we getting on the friggin' bad way? Nope. Are we Maybe. getting on the leaf train? <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of things there. Like, here's the thing. Even though we, there's parts about it that you could like, it's only going to get more annoying. That's my one guarantee. With each round, this gets more and more annoying. And you know what you need the to do? The things that drive us nuts are only going to be more of them around. I need Rhett to stay off CNN and Fox. Okay. I need you just to stay off TSN and well, Sportsnet. Just stay away I from all the media here. coverage because it's the media coverage it that gets is. you all rankled up. Yeah, and same with you. Mute them. How's it going? With it? They can. How are they, they doing? They can. Don Lemon and Tucker. I can't watch <laughs> CNN or Fox. <laughs> How are Those the in-laws boys, handling the oh, Tucker wow. news? Oh, is is, is mother-in-law wearing black today? Is the, are, is the flag at half, uh, half staff today? Gosh, tough day. Uh, have a good time on your, uh, your trip. Thank you. Share some uh, drunken high kick high videos kicks. along the way. Yeah. I know I it's your personal time and I don't want to invade. No, I'd love to. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's, it's going to be the first time for a lot of people to see these high kicks. And be. I don't think I've high kicked in Mexico for years. Yeah. So. And to be the man, you got to beat the man. So if anybody starts getting all cocky about their high kicking prowess, this, then this I, wedding is they're in their late twenties. So there's going to oh. be some young bucks trying to step yeah. up. Challenge? Uh-huh. Be a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, Retro and I will be back no tomorrow. No street meat. No street meat, Rhett. Yes, thank you. You can't teach someone their own life lessons. You have to let them 
live stumble and around and learn their own and Rhett advised me multiple times not to eat the street meat that night. And I spent the next three days sitting about the poor decision I'd made uh, on the so toilet. Much. Yeah. It's so much hot sauce. So a lot of hot sauce hot that hot night. Sauce. Yeah. Because then we went Double to the place bad. that wasn't street. We went to the, the good really place, good place. Yeah. And you still buried a lot of hot sauce. My God. Good God. Almighty. That's our show for today, everybody. We appreciate you. Support the sponsors. Subscribe and like Jack. What's the story? Yeah. With what's our, their story uh, on the YouTube subscription? What's the story on the? How many do we need? He's We're close. He's listening to Mariah Carey or something. What's oh, yeah. Shoveler singing? 4,003 We 4,000 mark. Love we topped the 4,000 mark make on it five. Our, uh, Let's go. On the YouTube. If you're not subscribing on YouTube, do that for us. Subscribe and like. Thank you. Appreciate you, buddies. Oilers See you tomorrow. Suck. Oilers suck. Yeah.